0: Don't confusion. mind me I'm
1: just sucking on Santa's dick.
0: Hey, it's all good, man. I had to pull.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> this is, uh, I'm sorry, with the podcast. Uh, episode 121. I'm Amanda. That there is Christina. She's
1: nodding like a champ over there. You do that like a pro. <laughs> Thanks.
2: I'm uh-huh.
1: I feel like that head movement would not be the way to do it, though.
2: Like, I feel like... <laughs>
1: nodding up and down is not the head movement it's more like a chicken
0: it's more like a you're you're
1: pecking not
2: (laughs) not nodding that's more like if you're
1: on on top and or if i'm like i'm trying to rip it off with my teeth that's (laughs) (laughs) that's the head gesture you would make like you're trying to (laughs) you know what fair fair Fair. hey how you doing this angle Let me tell you, the angle in which my computer is sitting right now. What was that sound? I don't. What'd you do? I don't know. But the angle in which my computer is sitting, anyway, makes me look just attractive. Let's.
0: I mean, nobody's watching us, so it's. I know, but I keep
1: like making eye
0: contact with myself. Maybe you should minimize yourself on the just, Zoom just screen.
1: Like, not look at myself. That way you're just, like, not even paying attention. Let me remove the pin on... Oh, there we go. Just Amanda. That's all I need to see.
2: Now Hi. I don't care.
1: Cause, oh, that's good. That's a nice... You like my chins? I do. That's nice. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, uh, and anyway. And no. How it's, you doing? It's, uh, the week after christmas so hope y'all sorry we're we're podcast time traveling right now hope you all have a wonderful had a wonderful in christmas. the past tense christmas
0: and have an amazing new year because it's 2022
1: be it is 2020 it, no it won't no be. it is not no nope. the next one will be hello <laughs> hello <laughs> i went too far in my time podcast time travel let me rewind it <laughs> welcome to the uh, december 28th everybody
0: <laughs> yeah welcome 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 welcome
1: oh no wait 29th god i can't i went too far back in my time machine.
0: <laughs> she's just so confused you know it's a hard thing it's a hard anyway, life we lead now that i've
1: made a fool of myself what's up
0: <laughs> oh you know man is
1: making is making cookies
0: yep i'm baking like a fiend this week so gonna have a bunch of christmas cookies and truffles and goodies
1: last week during our christmas palooza with tessa we made eight dozen christmas cookies and then we frosted them all so with with the royal icing which is just made of powdered sugar Mm -hmm. so you had a sugar cookie that you then covered in sugar frosting that -hmm. you then sprinkled with decorating sugar (laughs) It's a very sugary thing. I just bought, I just made a diabetes cookie for you. For happy, you is Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> happy Christmas, Ron. Ron. No, Ron. No, Happy <laughs> Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> Fucking no. Oh, Lord. All right, should we uh, get into my story? Should we? Yeah. The water just flew out of my mouth that I was trying to drink. The The problem with researching multiple stories is I forget what they are about. So I'm going to be... Oh, no, this one's sad. <laughs>
0: oh, good. Great. I'm so excited. Can
1: you tell? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good face. Thanks. Thanks. We're going to just start it off. I'm just going to start it off with of the start... You're gonna start from the beginning
0: because that's where you should start.
1: <laughs> it's a very good place, place to start. To, start. <laughs> to begin, we sing with. One, so,
2: two, three. Bury me.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway. Shit. So I'm gonna tell you listen, we're just gonna jump in. I'm not even gonna tell you a descriptor. So okay. all but it does get dark and fucked up real quick. So just be ready. Mary Phillips uh, was 34, from Bradford, Arkansas, along with her children, 17-year-old Darla, 15-year-old Jesse, and 11-year-old Lacey. Okay. So I found this on an episode of Evil Lives Here. Ooh. Or maybe it was The Devil Among Us. There's two. I've been watching both of them at the same time. But it's really, I think it was Evil Lives Here, because Evil Lives Here tells the story from like four points of view from the people that were involved in the case so like okay you'll get like the victim you'll get or like one of the victim's family members you'll get like a police detective you'll get like the prosecutor and like the um person who did the autopsy or something like every episode is different okay but you get it from four different points of view so it's kind of cool so uh She was, like I said, she's 34. She had three children, Darla, Jesse, and Lacey. Uh, She was married to James Phillips and worked as a bookkeeper at the Automated Tax and Accounting Service in Bald Knob, Arkansas.
0: Sounds exciting.
1: Oh, yeah. So on June 6th, 1995, it was a typical day with Mary going to her work as usual. Uh, Lacey, who was the youngest daughter, she was 11, had a dentist appointment at 3 p.m. that day so her older sister drove her to mary's workplace in the afternoon however when 5 p.m. rolled around which the time like they were supposed to be home they got really worried because they didn't show up okay so they called the dentist office they said they never showed up for their appointment um they called the police and said hey they were supposed to be home and they're not um and so they started to go look for them and the police went to make mary's work so i'm assuming it's like small town kind of thing yeah uh, and they found a very gruesome scene oh no okay so upon entering the location they discovered the body of mary phillips who was partially naked her hands were tied behind her back and there were bruise marks all over her body Based on the amount of blood and wounds on her body, it was obvious she had tried to fight off her attacker. In the back room was the body of Lacey slumped over in a chair uh, with wires wrapped around her hands so tight they were bleeding and three quarters of her face was matted mass of congealed blood and wounds. Oh my god okay. Uh, one of the three police officers on the scene whose name was Lindsay said that, pol- that his police his policy when entering any crime scene no matter what was he had a camera and he started to take pictures. So he would get pictures of him set, like as he walked up to the crime scene, what he first saw at the crime scene. So there was still like the forensic photographers that were showing mm-hmm. up, but he personally would take pictures so it would kind of capture what he was seeing as he walked mm-hmm. through the crime scene for the first time. That's pretty smart. Right. Uh, as he was photographing the room, Mary was in, his colleague yelled, we got another body back here and it's the girl. So he made his way to back to the bathroom and started taking pictures. And on the first flash, the girl looked up with one good eye and said <gasps> weakly, can you please untie me? Oh my god. This is Lacey? Mm-hmm. <gasps> okay. So they her wounds were so severe they presumed her dead. And the picture oh, yeah. was on the episode and you can find it online. Oh, and I it has to do that. It's her one like she's literally looking up at him. Um
0: Oh, damn. Her that's hair's the, so
1: shiny. That's the, that's blood. That's the exact picture that she took when he looked up, when she looked up at it.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. All right. Isn't that fucked up? Well, shit, son. That's, uh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. All okay. right. So she's alive. So she is alive. Oh, good. Um, Lacey, like I said, had somehow miraculously survived the attack. They rushed her to the ambulance and once she was stabilized, she was able to tell them everything that happened. Earlier that day, a customer had come in to speak with Mary and left with some account books. He came back just as they were set to leave for the dentist and Lacey immediately knew that something was wrong. He walked up to the counter and said, I'm going to rob you now. He forced Mary down on the ground, made Lacey lie on top of her mother before robbing the store of any cash on hand. He then took Lacey to the adjoining bathroom and tied her to a chair. She began to beg him not to hurt her or to hurt her mom, and Lacey said the man smirked and looked at her and said, I'm not going to hurt her. I'm going to hurt you. The man then proceeded to beat her unconscious. Later, the police noticed that Lacey had suffered numerous lacerations and skull fractures resulting from repeated blows to her head. It is believed that the attacker had hit Lacey at least eight times in the head with the end or butt of the gun. Jeez. Once she passed out, he went after her mother, who was tied up on the floor. He raped her and beat her mercilessly. Uh, at some point during the struggle, Lacey woke up and called out for her mom. So the man came back in, in and choked her until he she thought she was dead, or he thought she was dead. Wow. It is presumed that he then strangled Mary with an electrical cord because one was wrapped around her neck when they found her. Uh, a rape kick done on Mary showed that she had been vaginally and anally raped.
2: Oh my God.
1: So through Lacey, the police got a clear picture of the perpetrator. She described a male with black hair who had a teardrop tattoo under his eye. She also described him as having multiple tattoos on his arms and gave clear descriptions of those tattoos. Uh, the district description rang a bell with officers on the scene who were familiar with a person who had similar tattoos and that person was Jack Jones Jr. Jack Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of J's. So when the police visited Jones at his residence he offered no resistance and instead willingly went along with the police officers once interrogated he confessed to the crimes and in return claimed that he was trying to get back at the police. He alleged that the crimes resulted from his anger at the police Because they had done nothing after his wife was reportedly raped.
0: So he raped and beat a child. Well, raped a mom, beat a child. Yes. Because they didn't do anything about his wife being raped.
1: And when they looked back at that case of his wife, because they were like, what are you talking about? And they looked into her case. She just declined to press charges or follow through with anything. So it wasn't even like police negligence. Like (laughs) the wife said, don't press charges wow okay so once put on trial uh okay so he had then he tried to retract his statement but once put on trial they'll get his guilty confession like that he was guilty stuck and he was sentenced to death for the capital murder of mary phillips the court also found him guilty of mary's rape as well as the attempted murder of lacy uh so he got a for those convictions he got a life sentence and a 30-year prison sentence on top of the death penalty oh wow so while in prison though his dna was put into the coda system to help him link to any other cases and in 1991 it linked him to the 1991 murder of Lori barrett who they then tested hit twice just to be sure at the state crime lab in Arkansas, which conclusively proved that Jack Jones was the perpetrator. Uh, The Florida authorities issued an extradition warrant for Jones, who by this time was appealing his death sentence in Arkansas for the third time. He was eventually tried for Barrett's murder, found guilty, sentenced to life imprisonment, and then sent back to Arkansas for execution. So Lori Barrett uh, was a 32-year-old from Pennsylvania tourist who had gone on vacation to Fort Lauderdale and was last seen at the elbow room, which was a bar located, um, just kind of down in the like more popular areas of Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. Uh, and according to the patron, she was accompanied by a heavily tattooed man to her motel room at the day's Inn. uh, and at about noon on June 1st, 1991, her body was found by a cleaning lady with signs of being raped and strangled. So he's just a rapist. It's his M.O. It's his, well, and a murderer, clearly, but. Yes. Ugh. So, uh, immediately following the body's discovery, police created a facial composite, complete with descriptions of the suspect's tattoos, barbed wire, and hearts etched with names, and distributed around Broward County. However, it was to no avail, and the case went cold. So this was one of the parts of the episode where I was like, holy fucking shit. So Jack Jones's sister was part of the series. And so she okay. was telling it from like the family's point of view from Jack Jones. And then also Lacey was on the series telling it from her point of view. And then there was the prosecuting attorney and the investigator. Okay. So Jack Jones sister actually saw the facial composite and knew immediately that it was her brother oh. from in Broward County, Florida. Cause that's where they're from. She saw it. She knew it was him. She went to her father and her father said, you are to say nothing. I put him on a bus to Arkansas. So he had sent him away to like, to somebody else, to a family member or something like that. And it was like, her father became furious with her and said, you aren't to say anything. You don't know what you're talking about. It's not him. Drop it.
0: Right. Like he's not even here anymore. It's not anything you need to be concerned about.
1: Right. And she did. So like in the interview, she's like, I feel so much guilt because had I' and I think she was young like she wasn't like an adult I think she was a teenager um but she's like had I listened not listened to my father he never would have hurt Mary or Lacey right Ugh. so isn't that fucked up that's just so and she's like I know and she when she she they they handed her a picture of like the drawing and she's like I remember seeing that and going well that's there's no, there's no way. Like that's not my brother, but it's my brother. It looks exactly like him. There's got to right, like be some it, mistake. Like it can't be. But right. Also, so it, she, it, it's him. It was like she didn't want to believe it was him, even though she knew it was him. And when her father was like, "No, just drop it. You're being crazy," and he's not even here anymore. It was like he validated, almost validated. Like you're For right am being be crazy. Yeah. You know, to be
0: able to push it back and be like, "You're, you know what? Yeah, I'm just being."
1: Right. Yeah. So over the years, Jones' execution was stayed several times due to illness such as high blood pressure and diabetes, which resulted in one of his legs being amputated, which you have to be healthy to be killed. Does that even, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They should have just let him rot from the inside. Um. According to his sister, Lynn, Jack had suffered sexual and physical abuse as a child, which coupled with alcohol and drug dependency made him lose control over his impulses, his sister's statements notwithstanding, Jones himself expressed regret over his actions and agreed with his penalty, explaining that he was haunted by the ghosts of his victims and was incapable of forgiving himself for what he did. Good. However, it's so fucked up. At his execution, he Lacey was there and he said, I just want to tell Lacey that I'm so sorry for what I did. I looked at you like a daughter. And she's like, what the fuck? Fuck! I didn't what even the know actual him. It was the fuck. first time I had ever seen him. Like, what does that even mean?
0: I looked at you as a daughter. Mm-hmm. Does he mean like, just because of her age, like she could have been his daughter,
1: or I don't know. That That's was like fucking his... weird. Yes. So while in prison, Joan's sister Lynn went to visit him. The o- who was the only family member that was still willing to even speak with him. She told him that if he had done anything else or hurt anyone else, he needed to tell her. And all all she could think about was that there was another family out there with no resolution to what happened to their loved one. Mm -hmm. So Jack told her that there was more, but he wouldn't tell her now that one day she would get a letter and she would know. So
0: did all right.
1: Yes. On April 24th, 2017, Jones was executed at the cummins unit along with fellow rapist and murderer marcel williams making it the first double execution in the country in 17 years jones and williams were two of four inmates executed in arkansas in april of 2017 the other two were convicted murderers liddell lee and kenneth williams okay jones last meal consisted of fried chicken potato logs with tartar sauce beef jerky bites three candy bars a chocolate milkshake and fruit punch it's a weird thing, but all right. It's a weird combination, man. I don't know what a potato log is. I'm hoping that's a tater tot, but... That's what uh, I'm assuming? Uh, shortly before his execution, he gave his sister a letter that he had written in 2006 with instructions to open it a year after his execution date. And when the time came, her, his sister opened the letter in which he confessed in detail to the murder of Regina Harrison, providing details only the killer would know. <sighs> bitch so on may 2nd 1983 regina harrison was a 20 year old college student studying at the palm beach atlantic university in west palm beach she left her parents home for a nightly bike ride in hollywood's north beach neighborhood and never returned panicked her friends and family went out and searched for her and they eventually found her nude body in the woods in west lake park she had been strangled to death and her body discarded at the scene during the investigation they determined that she was raped and witnesses reported that they had seen the woman riding along a popular path in Hollywood Beach accompanied by a skinny, long-haired man on a black bike. Sure. Initially, there were no leads for the case for five months until a detective from Fort Lauderdale saw a program airing about the case on TV, and shortly before that, he had been a member of an investigative unit which had captured Ronald Henry Stewart, who was a serial rapist who had terrorized uh-huh. women in Broward County. Um, They took notice that Stewart resembled the suspect sketch in addition to being in possession of a black bike at the time of his arrest. Um, During a photo lineup, one of the witnesses who had seen Regina and her alleged killer at the beach pointed to Ronald as the same man. And he was charged with her murder. And in in order to avoid what was possibly the death penalty, he entered a plea of no contest and was given 50 years in prison. In 1985, to run concurrently with his other sentences for sexual offenses. Um, There were several factors that pointed towards his innocence, including the fact that his fingerprints did not match those found on the crime scene. He confessed to the crime and he never reputed his confession or claimed it was coerced while serving his time. And he died behind bars of cancer in 2008. Okay. So Jones's confession led his body to be exhumed and his dna tested and in february of 2019 they officially announced that jones was the real killer not ronald stewart
2: wow
0: but they're both they're both dead now
1: yes right so they are currently investigating with jones's dna to determine if there were any other victims in florida or elsewhere around the country um Right, like running it through other databases and stuff. Yes, to see if there's any other cases that match to his DNA throughout the country. Wow. What
0: a bitch. Isn't that fucked
1: up? I hate him. also I don't care about death agreements or whatever. If my brother or even like someone I knew was a killer and they're like, here's a letter, don't I open it until a year after I died. I'm going to my car and opening the fucking letter.
0: When <laughs> When they are executed because of their crimes, yeah. No, sorry, bud. It's just when like I, if someone's
1: like, when I know you've killed two people and raped them and beat a little girl, and then you were given and you told me I'll write you a letter and you'll know, and then you give me a letter and tell me not to open it for a year. No, bitch. It's, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and take a poop and read that shit. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna right? open it. Now, (laughs) I'm not even gonna leave
0: so that I can tell people, like, we're not. No, I'm
1: way too fucking curious for that.
2: Well, (laughs) that and you've
0: lost every ounce of my respect at this point. That I'm not gonna respect your
1: wishes. Okay, bye. It's just way too dramatic for me, bitch. Give me your letter. Let me read it. Okay, he fucking killed somebody else. Can I shoot him now? (laughs) Right? Can I just shoot his body? oh lord
0: weird now I want to like know what he looks like so I'm I'm gonna well I mean I'm gonna have to do the post anyway Mm -hmm. so I'll see it but yeah wrote all the things here and
1: man that's just damn uh ugh. I I just just thought it was bad I feel terrible but it was just a very I mean I'm glad that Lacey survived yeah and i mean she had like that th- she showed on the show like you can see part of the scar coming down into her forehead like she had severe brain damage that they had oh to, i'm like, sure you know well but, i mean she's like a functioning adult but yeah um, she didn't have like a s- side of her face left so yeah i can imagine that mm-hmm. there was
0: some some head injury happening yeah oh wow wow I gotta find where my part three begins. That was a beautiful song that you did. Thanks. All right. That was the part two. All right. So we left off. They had four children that had passed away of SIDS.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Detective Ryan and Craig were very suspicious. And Craig and Kathleen had split up. Okay. And we're moving separately, like moving apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Craig stayed in the family home though. Okay. Okay. So after the split, Detective Ryan started speaking to Craig more to get a little bit more info because he's not so um invested in trying to hide things about Kathleen if he can to mm-hmm. not He wants you know. answers. Exactly. So kathleen began seeing another man not long after moving out which kind of um pissed craig off because it was like just like leave and there oh there's another guy no Mm -hmm. problem so then you know it was kind of incentive for craig to actually start moving on and pushing forward uh like i said he was still in the house and he began to clean out kathy's stuff it was may 1999 so it was just like six weeks to eight weeks after Laura had passed away, the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's cleaning out her stuff and finds her diaries because she didn't bring them with her. And this is when all those quotes that I said in the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. um, that's when they found them and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is fucked. Like right. there was something up. So he on May 19th, he brought the diary to the police. And he officially like voiced his concerns about Kathleen to them. He was like, I think something's up. Here's her diaries that I found. Now I feel like it's, there's some validity to it. It's not just mm-hmm. me having a feeling. Um, Detective Ryan talked to Dr. Susan Beale, who I guess is uh, one of the people that was the catalyst for the back to sleep back in the day. So the safe mm-hmm. sleeping on your back for babies, like it cuts your SIDS. Potential by like half. Right. Whatever. So um, he talks to uh, Dr. Beale and <clears throat> said that Caleb seemed to be a little too young to be that like a death from SIDS because usually it happens from one to six months and he was 19 months or 19 days. Mm-hmm. Um, the first child that died. And then all the other ones seem to be outside of the normal time frame, like older. Mm hmm. Um, so she thought it was kind of strange too uh, after looking into the information she believed that most of them had been smothered she's like I don't see any other way that they would have just died in their sleep mm-hmm. because they just don't match the statistics basically um, it's abnormal especially with four not just mm-hmm. one uh, there was another big wig who was speaking this is that makes that is not a word we're just gonna move on to the next <laughs> bullet i was like i don't know what that word is i clearly was typing and trying to go fast uh detective ryan traveled to the u.s and the uk to study cases where they had found like been convicted people had been convicted of smothering and killing their kids but tried to cover it up as sids um to just get basically wrongful death information and how to go about doing that because Australia hadn't really put that into practice yet. Mm -hmm. Uh Craig and Kathy's phones were both tapped. Craig were both tapped and their conversations were recorded. Uh Leah Brown, who was, I believe her, yeah, it's her foster sister, her adopted sister, also helped out Detective Ryan with the investigation. So it turns out that Leah had lost a baby to Sids herself. And so it kind of hit close to home. The story with Laura's death didn't sit right with her. She felt like it just didn't make any sense because remember it was a year and a half. She was a year and a half old. Right. It's not unheard of that there's unknown child death. Like Right. It I just know. seemed, it seems weird how sporadic it is when they have no mm-hmm. diagnosed issues. And she, she believed now Leah did believed that Kathleen had killed her kids. She's like, I think that either she had killed all of them or Caleb had died and she liked the attention. So then she killed them. So she voluntarily recorded her conversations with Kathleen too, to just be able to have a little more fodder because Kathleen trusted her. And she's like, I just need to we need to get this
1: figured out. Right. So either way, I need to know. Yep,
0: exactly. Then on July 23rd, 1999, Kathleen was picked up to be interviewed um by detective ryan and martina Yingdal, i believe is how you say it she's a senior constable constable there constable constable i know i said it i was like that sounds weird but that's what it is constable constable um her story had changed a little bit too when they interviewed her again so they're like okay well that's a little strange -hmm. It seems like she kind of put things together so that it made more sense to what Craig had like pointed out to her. Like, why is this like this? I thought you had, I thought you had this outside with you, or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So it seems like she kind of switched it up Uh, when she was asked about the stories that Craig had given. She was like, you know, I don't think about those times. I try, I choose to remember the good times, not the bad times. So like the Mm -hmm. when she would freak out on the babies and like scream in their faces and stuff because craig had come in given the diaries and been like here's everything that why i think something's up right so kathleen told the detective that she felt betrayed by craig for reading and giving her diary to the police Mm -hmm. so they read some entries to kathleen and this is remember how i said she basically was just like i these weren't like physically saying that i did anything i felt guilty as a mother Like, I wish I could have done something. I felt like it was my fault that all of this happened. Not that I did it, but I felt like it was my fault. She said that she was stressed out and uh, she didn't really know where to put it. She didn't have an outlet. So that was her outlet. Mm -hmm. Uh, After Kathleen told Craig that she wanted to get back together. So after this, she goes to Craig. She's like, hey, I want to give this another try. You know, we have such a history. I just, I can't, I'm not okay with just like cutting it off. Mm -hmm. um so they started kind of dating and seeing each other again Uh, i know
1: she get pregnant again
0: well no but Mm -hmm. craig did stop talking to the police openly after that
2: okay which
0: makes it seem like it was kind of her ulterior motive to Mm -hmm. trying to get him back into her little web detective well okay so kathy moved back in with craig after they started dating it Mm -hmm. you know a fast little courtship and then they jumped right Right. back in uh detective ryan wouldn't quit though he was sure that kathleen was guilty she he was just he was dead set on she did something this is weird i need to figure it out Mm -hmm. um But without Craig's cooperation, it made it a little bit more difficult to get personal information. Uh, Through the bug in the house, they heard many things that made them even more concerned that it was Kathleen who did it and confirmed her guilt in ways. He heard Kathleen confront Craig about the way he had portrayed her to the police. And Craig told her that he had only gone there because she had hurt him by moving out and starting to date somebody else. She confessed to Craig that she had this undying love for him. And he was like, I feel the same way. I can't stop thinking about you. I couldn't. Anyway, so after she got him all like wrapped up in this emotional like flurry, she started talking to him. This is what they heard on the bug. Started talking to him about the interviews okay. with, with the police. And she kind of was like, do you think I was convincing? Do you think that I cried in the right spots? Yeah and was i pathetic enough for them was another quote from the bugs another time they heard kathleen practicing as if she was answering questions with the police like practicing her answer and her inflections and how she was gonna say stuff you know it's very (laughs) uh damning in a sense suspicious Mm -hmm. that's suspicious that's Um, weird that's weird uh But at the same time, if she does have this emotional uh, thing where she doesn't know how to emote correctly, it might be that she's just concerned that she's coming across as cold because she's probably been told that her whole life that she comes across as cold and distant and whatever. Right. You know, so it could just be that she's like, I don't know if I sounded like I was the way I was supposed to sound, you know? (laughs) Um, so I, it's another one of those things that I'm like. It could be very suspicious, but also it could be just because she was concerned that she came across in the way that she's always been told she comes across.
1: So in 2000, my dad's fucking vacuuming outside my door. Anyway, what, what is happening? <laughs> Do you miss yeah, your
0: basement yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Two thousand rolls around, and Detective Ryan sent his evidence that he had collected to the Department of Public Prosecutions. So they call it the DPP. Basically, this is just a um, approval thing to Mm -hmm. look at all of the information and see if they think that they could get a prosecution for it. It's not necessarily a hard and
1: fast. It's like while we send it to the DA and the DA agrees to prosecute or not. Yeah,
0: but this it's like, they can still choose to put them up on trial, like charge them. It's just more of a hey yeah i don't think there's enough information here to don't recommend exactly 10 10 but- would not recommend <laughs> and that's kind of what happened is they declined it they said yeah there's not a lot of not enough evidence physical evidence to show that this was an intentional death mm-hmm. um but detective ryan went forward with charges anyway because he was that convinced that there was something up with it and the like coroner's word where he refused to mark it as a sid's death or as a natural death Mm -hmm. um was there to back him up and he felt like that was enough to be able to convince a jury uh in june of 2000 craig and kathleen broke up again so they were together Surprise, surprise Yep. (laughs) For like a year and broke back up. And on April 19th of 2001, Ryan arrested. This is about a year ish after they broke up.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Ryan arrested Craig at his work with charges of hindering an investigation because of the conversations they had heard and him refusing to now talk to them or saying that he made up things or, you know, just kind of not cooperating. So he goes, Hey, I can charge you with this how about you talk to us mm-hmm. and he's like okay so okay. craig talks to him
1: let's have a conversation
0: um he told that he told him that they were planning to arrest kathleen and craig agreed to reinstate his initial statement which was the one when he brought in the diary mm-hmm. and later that day ryan detective ryan arrested kathleen um in her home on charges of murder for all four kids okay it seems steep. I don't know that I would have all four of the
1: information. Yeah. Yeah. That, especially since one of them was didn't they have like brain damage from. So they think the
0: brain damage on Patrick happened because of because of an um event event so i okay. think that that was her trying to asphyxiate him and then he was revived but because he had the brain damage it kind of caused this epileptic issue
1: it just seems brain. like there's not enough to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that's where, I, where I, I get at? stuck i would because i would like, be concerned yes The statements are damning in the diary, but again, it's a diary. It's meant to, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people put shit in their diary that they would never say out loud or think that they think, but they would never actually do or say out loud. I wrote, I love Tyler all over my diary as a kid. Did I love
0: Tyler? No. No.
1: Um, (laughs) Also, the fact the police have the diaries was basically just a revenge act from an ex. So how do you know that ex- didn't go through and make sure manipulate to manipulate dates or, or pick yeah. out every damning statement yeah out of context right and, and that's you know and that's kind of where it's like i just don't i mean this whole case is super fucking suspicious don't get me wrong right but i don't think there's enough and that's, beyond a reasonable doubt proof that she did it
0: and that's why they got declined from this prosecution's mm-hmm. office they were like yeah no you're it's there's not enough there for us to say that this is a case that's worth going after Um, right but the next day on april 20th of 2001 kathleen was formally brought up on charges and was denied bail she wasn't allowed to leave between then and the trial
2: okay
0: uh she appealed and kathleen then was allowed bail and she was sent to live at her boyfriend's house until the trial okay Mm -hmm. two years later so it took two years before they even had a trial two years later the trial was starting but before that kathleen broke up with her boyfriend she said she basically wanted to spare him from all the attention because she knew it was going to be a big public thing mm-hmm. she's like and i just don't want him to have to deal with that too so she broke up with him and stayed elsewhere i'm not sure where she stayed i couldn't find mm-hmm. that but i was like well that's i mean that's at least like reasonable where she's like okay i just feel like this is going to be a big to-do and i this don't want gonna be have to be a fucking with nightmare this
1: you know yeah mm-hmm.
0: so leah brown uh told the detective that cats so that's what she calls her i guess cats been talking about money all the time she said um you just quote you just want to put your hands through the phone and choke her <laughs> Because she just kept talking about how she could sell her story afterwards and how it's going to be this big thing. So she's going to be able to make it into a whatever. And she was very confident that she wasn't going to get charged with anything because they had no physical evidence of anything.
1: She sounds like a sociopath. but Very much so. There's a lot of sociopaths out there that don't actually do anything.
0: Exactly. There's a lot of sociopaths. But you would think,
1: I mean. Most of them are very successful. uh, Yeah i was just jeffrey gonna say bezos no come no on joke. jeffrey you can do it
0: <laughs> so uh kathleen was sure that she'd like like i said she was sure she wasn't worried about it
2: mm-hmm. and that's
0: what she kept telling Leah, And she was just like it was just kind of unsettling because this is still a trial about the deaths of your kids you would think that you would right. be more upset about it uh on may 1st of 2003 the trial began she was being tried for all four murders at the same time. Uh, The defense fought this, but it was unsuccessful, uh, mostly because the reason that the prosecution wanted it is because a single SIDS death is not unusual, but four SIDS deaths is. Mm -hmm. So if you try them separately and you can't bring any information from anything else, that would be also getting tried, then there's no way she's going to get prosecuted for something because out of context it doesn't seem weird but when you Mm -hmm. put the whole story together it's unusual right uh so the prosecution used her diary as one of the main sources of everything they were like look Mm -hmm. at this this is what she wrote on the day that her kid was born on the day that they died Mm -hmm. uh her actions showing that she resented the babies and she felt that they kept her from her social life is kind of what they were saying which i could see since she was still like going out and mm-hmm. not wanting to just be home uh craig testified about which isn't unusual it's fine to
1: go out but it was all the time well and i feel like that's not an unusual thought for a first-time mother or a mother right. at all. is like i just wanna i just want go. you to leave me alone <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well especially since she has this like attachment issue from yeah. her childhood It's like I could see where it's hard to feel Mm -hmm. like these kids are so attached to me and I just have no major inclination to like be with them all the time. Right. Uh, So Craig testified about Kathleen's aggression towards the children, um, how it happened many times and she would, quote unquote, lose it. The children never showed signs of abuse though and child services were never called on them and Mm -hmm. there was no um, complaints filed or anything so it was hard to like say that there was any sort of physical issue. She clearly was just dealing with stuff like she had anger issues but it didn't there was nothing pointing at actually physically harming the kids like she would yell and do stuff like knock them over but I don't know if that's a physical like
2: Mm-hmm. tried
0: to do it, it was more like a gesture, and then knocked the kid over. You know, yeah, SIDS um, was refuted for all of the deaths um out of all the children. Patrick was the only one who was clearly unwell when he passed away because of the asphyxiating experience before that. uh, they were all safe sleeping and on their backs when they passed away, so none of them were sleeping on their stomachs, which is another why that Beale girl, the doctor Beale, mm-hmm. had said it was like it was just
1: everything seemed to be. They shouldn't have died of SIDS. But do you know how many times since then that it's switched between sleep on their side and sleep on their back? Oh, yeah.
0: Since 2003? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've always, since I started working with kids in like 2005, our sleep safe training has always been on their back. So I don't, I guess I don't know maybe in maybe there's different yeah. things i was gonna say the 90s it went back and forth all the time yeah because that's my mom always used to talk about that when i would talk to her about our sleep safe trainings <laughs> mm-hmm. um but the experts said that they only the only way that there would be forced sid's deaths in a family in a first world country would be murder like that's the it's the only thing that makes sense is that it was a forced thing mm-hmm. kathleen didn't testify at her trial Uh, prosecution also talked about how her past trauma would contribute to her ability to do something so bad. The fact that her father murdered her mother. Um, She was tossed around in foster care. She didn't really learn how to, you know, all the things we've been talking about. Right. Munchausen's by proxy was brought up. Uh, It matches it to a T. The defense brought up the epilepsy and the myocarditis, the, that heart where the white blood cells were in the heart.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: in the two children and the only suspicious thing about the deaths were the number of deaths so if you look at it separately you could find that it was so it's just they kind of just went back and forth like
2: yeah this could
0: happen but it's weird uh they also brought up that there was more good than bad in the journal that Mm -hmm. all they were focusing on was the negative days that she was like "Ah, statements out of context Mm -hmm. and they're like but then there's also days where she's like I just love being a mom. And I love being with my kids. Laura and I did this today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're like, it's not just about the negative things. So the trial lasted for three weeks, they showed the interview where Ryan asked her over and over again, if she had killed her children, and she seemed angry in the video, which I mean, if you say no, and someone keeps asking, I can see Mm -hmm. getting pissed um she tried to run from the courtroom at this time because this was the only time she showed any emotion. She got all upset watching this and then tried to like get up and run away. Mm-hmm. So then they sent her to recover, we'll say, mm-hmm. for a couple days so the trial got stopped for a couple days. Uh sentencing was set for May 21st of 2003. The jury deliberated for a day and a half and they found her guilty. Mm. on one count of manslaughter which was for Caleb one count of abuse Patrick for the suffocation event and then three counts of murder for Patrick Sarah and Laura so they used the uh abuse the suffocation obviously Mm -hmm. that happened the year before um Kathleen was sentenced to 40 years when she was 36 years old at the time and she bawled like she just cried. That was all that she did Mm -hmm. after she was given her sentence. Uh, Craig thanked the jurors after the sentencing for getting justice for his children. Uh, Leah Brown said that she would be the first to give her the injections if it came down to it. So she was clearly very passionate about this situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathleen wrote letters to media stating that this prosecution was based on hearsay, sub- circumstantial evidence, and opinion. There was no science-based reasoning. Exactly, um, and that the judgment was wrong. Um, she was writing her emotions down. Kind of just kept sending things to media, being like, "We need to like relook at this. Everybody needs to look at this."
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: while in prison, she was threatened with death, rape, and torture by the other inmates right because she was a baby killer exactly she appealed in 2004 and 2005 both being dismissed uh 2005 appeal showed that two of the jurors had left the sequester or whatever you call it where they stay yeah. and talked to other people before coming back to give their verdict so it should have been thrown out on that basis alone right but apparently they said that's not worth stopping it um the lawyers did manage to reduce her sentence though from uh to 30 years instead of 40 with a minimum of 25 i don't know how if they dropped like one of the charges or Mm -hmm. what um but in recent years there's been medical experts that feel that kathleen had been unjustly convicted imagine that um since there was no way to show that the the physical proof of murder they relied on character which is which (laughs) i'm sorry i'm like i just need to clear my throat
1: let me clear my throat i got a motherfucking
0: (laughs) cold i woke up with it on like thursday friday Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's a good it's a good time i love it i I love love that
1: journey for you thank you (laughs) um
0: but basically they were saying that it was based on her character which was not liked and the mm-hmm. unlikelihood of the fact that there were four babies in one family that could have died of SIDS. Um, but there was no other reasoning for that. There was a book published by Emma Cunflee, Cunliffe, Cunleaf.
1: No, stop right there. I'm too just, close to Cunilingus. It's making me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, just stop in 2011, and it was called Murder, Medicine, and Motherhood. And it straight up says that That's Kathleen nice Forbig's.
1: Huh? i said that was a good alliteration wasn't it Mm -hmm. it's a good title so clever
0: uh but it straight up is just like she was wrongfully convicted there's no establishment of guilt they basically went you're guilty until proven innocent in this Mm -hmm. case and it was wrong she should be let out now Yeah. yeah so in 2017 though here's our we're getting up to our like recent stuff that's happening with it and it's very interesting to me uh in 2017, forensic pathologist Stephen Carter reviewed the coroner's report for the four children and found that there were no physical forensic evidence to show definitively that full big children were smothered or killed. Okay, yep, we already know that. So this is a new coroner being like, yeah, that's not right. Uh, Kathleen still proclaims innocence and still reaches out to people trying to get them to mm-hmm. announce this and make it public. Then in 2019, her case was re-examined by current judges and basically they said they're not appealing it that stands the way that it is yeah in 2019 (sighs) Craig doesn't support an appeal but he said if authorities want to retry he wouldn't be like fighting against it or anything he's like if it's not right on the justice side awesome like we'll redo it um I'm just I'm just confused but then just recently, like this year, well, last year, 2020, 2019, in that time, mm-hmm. um, 90 medical expert scientists requested to a uh, complete pardon and immediate release um, of Kathleen. This petition is highlighting the break between science and the judicial system. There has been recent genetic discoveries showing that there may have been gen- genetic mutations in. The daughters, Sarah and Laura, they're like pretty sure they found this ju- mutation. And they believe there was also a different mutation. So basically their, the boys.
1: Their genes just did not me- mesh mesh. Mm-hmm. So they kind believe. of like
0: yeah, which is kind of like what they were concerned about when they first had their kids and they were like, mm-hmm. okay, there's two kids that passed away. Like we need to make sure that we're good to go. Um, the girls mutation was discovered in 2019. It's called C A L M two G one One Four R. Yep. You know, you want to know what that is? (laughs) It was never before seen. This is brand new, Mm -hmm. but it looks like it's. It could be the reason that Kathleen. So, it's in the, uh, called, median, called median, I think, which is a variant that causes sudden cardiac death. So their hearts could have just stopped. Okay. Like, and it's all in that. It could have just stopped, and that's (laughs) it. The end. Um, which, if you think about it, at least for me. I think back to the deaths and the girls were dead on arrival basically. Right. And the boys were still breathing mm-hmm. when they were found. Um and the boys were carrying a rare BSN variant which is studied in mice and has caused severe and lethal epileptic seizures. Okay. And so he did have epilepsy and mm-hmm. he most likely died from that Patrick and it could have been an un diagnosed diagnosed or seen thing in caleb right because he was so little there was no Mm -hmm. um so this this whole thing was a big roller coaster for me because i was i was set in my ways i was like she is guilty like into the diary stuff and then as soon as the trial started i'm like well there's not enough to like convict her but i still think she probably did it and then this part came up and i'm like because it's the newest articles were Mm -hmm all of these different medical experts being like, no, she needs to be pardoned and let out because they literally could have just died of these two variants that they have.
1: Right. And that alone, when your case has already been basically on circumstantial evidence, and now there's more circumstantial evidence saying, Mm -hmm. hey, this, she shouldn't have to prove that this actually happened. You guys should have to prove that this didn't happen.
0: Exactly. So as far as I could tell, uh, Kathleen was still in prison. Mm. uh hopefully there's at least a new trial if not a just pardon that happens because i i mean i'm dead ass convinced that the kids must have died of like Mm -hmm. something that's natural because there's like very rare variants of things and it Mm -hmm. would match what happened to them right so uh but yeah like I said as far as I can tell she's still in prison and I don't know if they're working on like building stuff up to be able to go to a new trial or what but
2: the most recent
0: right the most recent article I could find was from this year in I want to say April so Mm -hmm. this spring and so as far as I can tell there's nothing no new news happening on it right now
1: well that was a wild ride Amanda
2: over three a wild ride
1: i mean i still Uh, don't like her but
0: well i know and i'm like she still clearly has issues that need to be resolved or
1: spend the rest of her life in prison no maybe just don't have any more kids especially since i mean she may have done it but there's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. unfortunately there is not enough proof to claim she did it so she should not be in jail no and that's and that's
0: exactly it so from reading all this stuff they we're talking about how, well, hello. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I see your tum-tum.
2: I say your tummy.
0: <laughs> uh, so in some of the articles I was reading, it was talking about how there were so many convictions of questionable SIDS deaths from like 99 to like 2002 mm-hmm. and that ended up getting overturned pretty much in every country that was doing it because there right. was no proof of anything cuz well, they look were looking at genetic matter. factors at that time exactly because now that they can see all these dna like strings and strands and stuff and find mm-hmm. those things that are off it makes it a little more like oh they still don't understand why SIDS happens cuz it doesn't well, really happen anymore that i mean it happens but not right. often
1: well i remember when i was a kid a lady from our church who just lived a couple doors down Um, their daughter died of SIDS
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I don't remember
0: it happening, but I've heard of it.
1: So there, they died, she died of SIDS and, um, they ended up going and getting tested and they could not conclusively prove that it wasn't a genetic factor. So they Mm would, they didn't, he got his, refused to, yeah, they didn't want to have another kid. And so they already had a son, but they didn't want to have any more kids in case, it was a genetic factor and then it was determined to be a genetic factor because their son was diagnosed with some type of heart condition when he was like
2: Uh, 12 or 13. And I mean, it wasn't
1: that he grew as he grew, it it got better. So it was like, still Mm -hmm. like, I think he still has to go for yearly checkups just to make sure everything is okay. But he had it. Yeah. So they could have lost him too at any point. But
0: yeah, I, uh, I had a cousin who passed away from SIDS. It was before I was born, but, Mm um, it was one of those, one of those things that was a family story. And I mean, like not, it just more of a, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's sad and everybody was aware of it. And it just, Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things, but that was also in the eighties and it was at that point of no one really knew what would make better safe sleep and whatever, Mm -hmm. but my brother's here. So I have to go.
1: Okay, so well, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. You're the best.
2: Yeah, and, don't uh, forget
1: to spread the word. Spread yourself all over town this New Year's. Just, just New Year's. Just spread it everywhere. Happy 2022. Boo. New Year, same old shit.
0: hmm Just quietly walk into it.
1: We're yeah, gonna do that for like nobody, five years. Nobody fucking make a sound shut the door quietly behind you and just you can sit you can in, your in your assigned room. seat right well and you can in
0: your brain you can be like i'm gonna dominate this year but don't talk we're not
1: jinxing it man no you keep it you keep that inside you cry on the inside like a winner right and it, just, write it in your journal <laughs> yeah you write it in your journal and don't let your ex see it apparently not <laughs> okay guys, All right, guys. thanks bye. for listening bye